Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to Lovely Travels podcast. This week's episode, Emma is joined by Amanda Thompson, who is a financial planner and a, and a triathlete. Um, Amanda is here to talk about what it's like to travel as a triathlete uh, because triathleting does lead to a lot of traveling because of all the wonderful um, places where you go and, you know, run and swim and bike ride. Um, not in that order, um, but it's um, very travel intensive and she does a great job of combining travel for her sport um, with her family and she goes into some details, into some great stories from you know around the world, everywhere from New York to Cambodia, Italian Alps, Vietnam, um, Emma and, and Amanda will reminisce about biking through Vietnam and pain and suffering and all the other good stuff that goes with traveling sportily. Yeah, so I really enjoyed listening and editing this episode and I'm sure you'll have just as much fun uh, listening to it too. So big shout out to Amanda. Thank you for being on the show and um, yeah, enjoy. Welcome to the Lovely Travels podcast, Amanda Thompson. Hello. How are you today? I am fantastic. It's getting closer and closer to Christmas for me, so yes. It's exciting. Well, even though we've introduced you, I always love to ask people, who are you? Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself and how do we know each other? (laughs) I knew you were going to do this to me and I think you do it on purpose, Emma, because you know that this elevator pitch thing doesn't work too well for me, even though you keep telling me to do it. Um, So I am Amanda Thompson and I am a financial advisor with a um, a special interest in women in business and really getting down to the, the nuts and bolts of, of helping women. And um, the, the way I do it is probably with a, a touch of reality, a touch of me and probably a little bit of humour along the way. So I stand out from the uh, normal crowd. And Love we it. know each other through business chicks, especially business club, of which you, my dear, are the shining light. Every time oh. I get on those video chats and are instantly drawn to you and your fantastic elevator pitch. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, well, you'll, you know, when people hear the... Um, intro to this podcast I do love me an intro but I was <laughs> so narcissistic I get really um emotional because it's got the music too and I'm like oh <laughs> let's travel and travel vicariously Ooh. 
So anyway, um, we've got to get you to that point where you're, ooh, maybe we need a backing track for you. <laughs> oh, t- <laughs> oh, I've got plenty. When I swim, I've got plenty, I can tell you, but me singing to myself is not the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> DIY backing track. So tell <laughs> us, um, where do you live? I am Melbourne girl, born and bred, and city girl. As much as all my family have migrated to country, Victoria, I'm still city girl in Melbourne. Ah, yeah. It's usually the other way around. Yep. yep. Yeah, there you go. They've all gone for the regional. Yes. And, and you've been there all along? I have. I took a stint when I was 18, 19 and actually lived in Queensland and worked at the Queensland Academy of Sport. Uh, but must admit, I got a little bit homesick and went, went home. Went home back, but also to finish uni. Went back to finish uni. And that's why we have you here today is to talk about your sport, which has led to lots of travel and even the, you know, your sporting love has gone into your business name. It's really, you know, part of, huge part of your life and you've got this gorgeous um, newsletter, Life and Lycra. Mm -hmm. And so tell us, you're a triathlete. How did you get into triathlons? I, I, I do have to say that I've had a swimming background my whole life. So I swam since I was five years old, competition. Um, but then having babies and the likes, as I played netball a lot and then got divorced, believe it or not, and a friend decided that it would be a really good idea to buy me a half Ironman triathlon entry as a birthday present. Oh, that's a random. <laughs> uh, yeah, if anyone's out there and wants to get me presents, that's probably not. Not on the top of my list. Like if I push myself to do it, but as a gift, mm-mm. true story, true story. Um, so, and at that point in time, I really do like to tell people I couldn't even run four k back then without stopping. And here yeah. I am now, you know, twenty one or a marathon. Um, although sometimes now I don't feel like I could keep going. But <laughs> oh my gosh, just a just a cash marathon. So tell us. Mm. In a triathlon, and, and there are like minis and halves yep. and different levels, but I guess a classic triathlon, what would be the what what's included? So, so it's it's a classic triathlon is is three disciplines. So it's a swim, a ride, and a run, uh, and there are varying entry levels. There are varying. Uh, distances and people you know often you've got the sprint you've got the sprint and you've got the endurance type and the endurance type's normally the heart what's called the half iron man or the iron man and so that's a lot longer than you'd see at the olympics for example so my little niche for the for the time being and it's more a time thing is half iron man distance which is a 1.9 kilometer swim and 90k bike ride and then a half marathon 21.1k uh, to top it off and the full Ironman is just double all of that so you can imagine so full Ironman my aim would be to finish in a lo- under 11 hours so if that gives you an indication of why I do the halves <laughs> oh my god no like I've just done like I'm sitting here you know sweat dripping down my head I've just done a 30 minute workout in my lounge room so just <laughs> the thought of that I mean Oh, gosh, it must feel amazing to complete. And it does. And my, my, my youngest daughter is still really into it. But, 
you know, there's varying ages, there's varying demographics in, in every sense. So it's it's an amazing sport. And um, I, I actually, they're going to digress, and this is what I do, sorry, but on the <laughs> weekend, <laughs> watch this uh, now nine-year-old, but this eight-year-old, and we both know Mo, the mother yeah, of this girl. Yeah, yeah. So Liv finished running 100 kilometres in a year. So she ran 5Ks. 20 times and what I actually love and what reminds me about my sport is honestly I was so excited to watch her achieve that goal Mm -hmm. the same thing happens on a triathlon course you can have world champions flying past you you can be you can be on your second or final lap of the run when people are just going out on their first and you're giving them a, a little tap on the bus or you're saying, come on, you've got this. Or it, it's just an, it's, it's an, an experience that you can only begin to explain unless you, you've been, been there. So it's a great feeling. <laughs> Oh, it's gorgeous. And that's, you know, the bringing together and the connection and, mm. you know, why we like to do these things. But the um, triathlons have also given you the opportunity to travel. They have, they have. I've been to to many uh, a place with triathlon Um, and for me, being a single mum, travel was was always something that I had on my horizon. I had kids quite young and it was Mm. always the goal to travel later in life Um, and I went to a, a couple of places before I started doing triathlon overseas and had a ball and then Triathlon's an expensive sport at the best mm. of times. So trying to do triathlon and travel as separate entities would be probably sending my bank balance into to negative all the time. So what I realised is that um, the, the nature of triathlon, and I suppose for me lucky enough or the hard work enough to qualify for certain races, championship races, have given me the opportunity to travel to places that I wouldn't have even thought of mm. going to. Um, the next one's on the horizon is is not for another year away, but it's Finland. Like I'm going oh, to go wow. to Finland. In now, summer, you... I'm hoping. Um, yes, yes. Because <laughs> I've been to Finland <laughs> and been to see Santa in December and uh, you, I don't think you would want to be bike riding again. <coughs> Well, I have ridden in the snow in Italy, so that's that's amazing. But, yeah, so it's not somewhere where I'd, if you had have asked me what was on my bucket list of places to go, it was potentially not. But now I'm like, oh, wow, how cool. I can say, and my daughter is like, can I come, Mum? And I'm like, well, what year are you going to be in at school and how much is it going to cost yeah. me to take, to take us all? So, yeah, so I've been to some amazing places and uh, with a bike in tow is not always the easiest of no. um, travel. <laughs> And you, they're not cheap bikes, so you want to make sure they no. get over there okay. <laughs> I do. And um, the last trip I went on, I had my daughter with me and we went to Nice. So the last, mm. um, you know, pre-COVID, the World Championships were in Nice and I decided to take my youngest daughter with me. I couldn't take my eldest because she was doing VCE. And uh, I had her, I had two suitcases, she had one suitcase and my bike and we decided that the best way to get around Europe because we travelled for three weeks afterwards was by train. So I decided to leave a suitcase behind and I got it shipped from Nice and I think our last stop was Barcelona. So I actually got someone to take one of the suitcases straight from Nice to Barcelona and 
you know what, but it's half the fun. Olivia and I will still laugh about, remember when we had that bike and we couldn't get on the train, Mum? And, yeah, so. I love it. Wow, I yeah, struggle <laughs> getting my own suitcase on the train. That's impressive. Uh, but so lovely that you can tack it on and make it into a trip. And, yeah, okay, so, like, we're, we're saying a triathlete and now you're just throwing, in the, throwing around the term world championships. Age group. Let's put age group. Uh, I know, but still, don't don't diminish this. Just oh, that time that I went to the world champs. Um, it's not something I can say, Amanda. And I don't know if I, what would I be able to go to the world champs in if there was maybe a speaking challenge. Elevator pitches, definitely. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Putting yourself forward. <laughs> podcast world champs <laughs> that's the goal there probably is one you know yeah <laughs> you wouldn't shut us all up get anything done uh but no and one of the more famous ones i know of is in hawaii at, yes because i know that taria pitt she went and did that one over there so is there sort of like some you know like likening it to tennis you know like grand slams yeah, like that's the major it. ones yep and that that's it so that's the hawaii it's kona so it's the iron man world championship so i said that's the longest distance um and i have been there but unfortunately i haven't competed yet so i went but so how's this for a story two weeks after i got home from nice i hopped on a plane and went to kona to support a friend over there so I was away for another two weeks so I went from Nice to Kona to um, support my best friend because she'd qualified for um, uh, the world championships over there and and that's amazing and it's actually born out of people doing three disciplines and arguing who was the fittest person Mm. and and the Hawaii Ironman was born so yes Taria Pitt's done it Gordon Ramsay's done it there's been a few um, people yeah, there's been a few people that have got to go to Hawaii, um, and even that um, you, your your multi your multi um, dis- disabled athletes are amazing over there to watch because there are some serious hills. Yeah, and there so is island with volcanoes on it because the, the lava island, fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You run, you ride through the lava fields. It's called Queen K. So mm. I've been as much as I haven't competed, I have ran through what's called the energy lab which is through the lava fields which is just exactly as it sounds there's just heat black up. it's yep. crazy isn't it and queen k highway basically when you turn around and you look at the water you can just you can tell what you're about to come into because you can see the water in in the main street of, of kona so that was pretty cool um and you know uh, if i put it out there i could get myself in trouble but the aim for me was to compete in bustleton this year 2021 with the view to qualifying for kona but unfortunately border restrictions has not Mm. allowed me to travel so i've got to try and find the oomph again to enter another full ironman which i have i've entered port macquarie in may mm. um and let's see we'll, we'll watch this space <laughs> so how many are full ironmans are in australia or is it just port macquarie is that the no one? so oh, this so at the moment we've got cairns um we've got port macquarie we've got bustleton and I think that might be it. I'm just trying to think. I think that's the, the only three full Ironmans now. Someone will probably be listening going, no, 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 Amanda, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> yes, any fellow in. triathletes <laughs> listening, please chime in, jump in the Lovely Travels community and join in with the conversation. But that's, yeah, that's what a great opportunity. And so you have to qualify one of one yep. of them before you can get to. Yeah, yep. So you, there, you have to finish 
high up in your age group and cost you a fortune. There's a, if anyone is listening and wants to have a, a real giggle or we could probably post it, Emma, there is this thing on YouTube which is basically so, so you're an Ironman and it talks about the cost and how stupid and how ridiculously dumb it is to embark upon something so silly as Ironman and it's definitely not because it's cheap sport <laughs> yeah and is that is that due to the training and the equipment and the locations like what sort of adds yeah, up to all that? yeah it is I mean you've got three disciplines and and the bike is huge but it's also the travel so you've got to travel there's not that many of them so you're traveling you're often paying for accommodation because you know if you're doing something that starts or can be 12 hour race you can imagine what time it starts uh, so you have to travel you pay for accommodation you've got to pay for your bike to get there you've got to pay for your entry so an entry to an ironman in australia is just over a thousand dollars yeah yeah just to, for the love of putting yourself through yeah. pain yeah um I'd like a thousand dollars to be tortured please <laughs> could you imagine if we were in new york at one of the fancy restaurants what we could spend a thousand dollars on well, I'm there with you. Uh, is that an invite? That's an open invite? Okay, oh, maybe. Take my bucket list. When you go do the New York Marathon, I'll be there cheering you on, Amanda, waiting for our lovely dinner after. Done. <laughs> is, is marathon just not a thing for you? Like because you, you, you like that whole, the whole thing? Do you know, um, no, it isn't. And, and I keep, I know you probably raise your eyes at me and say, sometimes I think, what am I going to do after triathlon? And I'll often go, maybe I'll just race bikes or maybe I'll go to marathons. So I haven't decided. Right, I'll just do a marathon, <laughs> like just a cash marathon. After my run this morning, though, Emma, I tell you what, walking up the stairs at my office, I felt like I'd run a marathon and I'd only run 10 kilometres in the hills. And I was just like, I can't keep these heels on if I have to keep walking up these stairs this morning. <laughs> Good. You're human. I'm glad to yeah. know that. <laughs> oh, I so am. <laughs> and so what, you know, you mentioned before Italy. So whereabouts in Italy was that? And it must have been, was it just there was snow? Was it actually one of the colder months? It's, it was May, so there's not supposed to be snow. No, I mean, yeah. it really shouldn't. Uh, no, and it was this year. So we rode, um, you know, a, a real bucket list type item is that we rode the Dolomites, so the Italian mm. Alps, the Dolomites. So I've ridden all the big big ones. And um, when I rode up Garvia, um, it snowed from start to finish. And there's this amazing photo, which I think I've given you, of me riding with just snow all around me. And wow. riding up there, I actually had to basically go through the snow on the road. Um, and that was pretty cool. And then another time, I think we were coming down Stelvio actually, and there was a landslide. <laughs> so oh we had to gosh. go back up and go back down another way. That was not fun. Um, and that so that was great. That was just amazing. Um, I did that um, with a tour, a tour group of, of riding. So that wasn't with a triathlon. That was purely just a 10-day um, ride that I chose to do. I, and I, I won't mock about those because I've done – 10-day recreational ride so yeah but you being like oh it's part of this thing that I've done and I think my biggest day ever was 100ks and we did that over the full course of the day or maybe 110 that might be my biggest but over the full course of the day in Vietnam and then you're telling me that I'm supposed to have done a swim before that and then I'm meant to run 40 <laughs> kilometers after that I would have 
I would have probably punched you. <laughs> but how cool. So I've ridden in Vietnam too on mountain bikes with my daughters, um, which was great. How cool is it looking at places um, in unconventional mm-hmm. terms um, and just to take in the scenery that you're not whooshing by in a car and you get mm-hmm. to take in the smells and you get to take in the scenery. And, and even especially in places like Vietnam, I always get amazed that you can go from one scenery to the next quite quite instantaneously. When I was in Italy, honestly, we were riding up a mountain and then we were in farmland and there were daisy cows crossing the road <laughs> with their bells. I've got a video of it and it's just the most amazing sound with their little bells crossing the road. We had to stop for daisy cows. Oh, I love it. Going across. I love it. It's like um, when I was in Cambodia and we were like, buffalo, <laughs> what a buffalo, stop. <laughs> like, wait, and run across and you're like, you're right of way, buffalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I've i never been someone who's been overly, um, oh, look, I, I say cultural, my mum laughs at me, but I embrace learning about things in 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 real life so when I went to Cambodia I went to the killing fields and Mm. um that was just insane I couldn't Mm. comprehend it but it was my history lesson because I wasn't great at history at school and when I went to New York um I didn't all I wanted to do I'm a financial planner so all I wanted to do was go to Wall Street yeah and I actually didn't want to go to the September 11 memorials and I just happened to eat pizza at the last standing building and I didn't Mm. know that I'd done it so that so I take my culture in different ways, like walking around New York, watching uh, or looking in all the fire stations at the people who had lost their lives in September 11 was my way of culture. And I went to, um, is it St. Pat's Cathedral, I think it is in, in New York. And I remember just sitting in there thinking, imagine how packed this place would have been in the preceding days. And um, so that's what I love about what I do and how I choose to do it is that I just fall upon learning things. That's lovely. And like like you said, with the um with getting to see a country in such a different way and I don't I won't run through a country, but I will I've trekked through in many places and it is, it's just completely different view, these these treks and these and going with a local guide. Uh, having the opportunity to be with them um, and he's doing these cycling or and that they're rather accessible so the triathlons might not be as accessible <laughs> quite a lot of commitment but there's ways that you can do you know oh, yeah. um, the runs uh, sorry the, the the cycling tours you can you can book to do a tour with a company and see and it doesn't have to be a day trip you can do a couple of days mm. um, and you know it doesn't mean not necessarily you're always riding from A to B. Like we would sometimes, they would load the bikes on the truck and then we would drive to the next spot and then we would ride from there. So, you know, you get a bit of a mix. and it's- Especially if you're in Tuscany because you'll probably not be able to ride your bike home if you're stopping at the vineyards. <laughs> that is, yeah, top tip. Uh, <laughs> my friend keeps um, wanting to do, there's a um, marathon in France. And yes, like I was the- just going to say oh. that. They- Yep. <laughs> the wine and, drinking one. And cheese, a cheese at the yeah. end. And there's a triathlon in Germany where there's beer at the end because obviously that's Germany. And I think it must be around Oktoberfest. But, yes, there is there is something. And my friends always say to me because I'm known as the fittest alcoholic going around sometimes. <laughs> so they keep always saying to me, Amanda, look at this. Go to go to, go to to France and do this one. <laughs> yeah, my darling friend, we did um, some treks. We've done a couple of treks together. And she's like, okay, Emma, I'm done with this mountain stuff but 
let's go and do this marathon. Um, and you know, with cheese and wine. And I was like, darling, we won't make it past the first two kilometers. <laughs> like I love you and I love your optimism, but that, that 42 kilometers would take us for five, five days, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine too. That's like the, um, you know, the, uh, Compostela, the, Camino de Santiago. Yes, yes, know. yes. I, that's see, I, I like. I want it. That's that's on my bucket list. That's what we should get the dignity girls to do. Yeah, that's that's we on my get bucket the gang list for that. But yeah. I'm I'm a purist with that. Well, the the full ones a lot longer. But I I want to do the like thirty days. Like this. I, I, I want to because it's, it's supposed to. be, as I said, I learn culture from things, and that the whole spiritual adventure of that really excites me in something like pushing me out of my comfort zone so actually going on that spiritual adventure of the El Camino would be yeah and walking for you that would yeah, be that challenge, would, wouldn't it? you know you know I am doing that walk at the moment that you got to um I can't say the, I should be able to say the lady's name at the Amanita Foundation I think it is but it's uh, it's that young girl who walked 125 kilometers in six days at 43 weeks pregnant just to go and have the cesarean to so the whole giggle is that I'm walking and I am walking so my runs are not included I'm going to walk 125 kilometers in November <laughs> so yeah we'll see it, that's a challenge I used to um I took one guy on a trek in Bhutan and he was an ultra marathon runner and you know does you know yeah 10k 20k trail run in the morning you know and I said this must be just a breeze for you and he's like actually it's it's a challenge because I'm I would be running and I'm I mean it was it was very high altitude um, in Bhutan it was you know Australia we just don't have anything that high we're talking 4,000 meters plus and so um you said that bit's the challenge but he said it's the yeah it's actually the, the slower pace it's a different it's a different type of challenge and doing it as a group um, you would, even though, like you said, there is that community element with the triathlon, triathlon you're obviously setting your own pace. Yep, yep. And I've found that with the cycle trips that I've had, um, I took 32 Dutch women, Amanda, to <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> so I had a group of 32 Dutch women. I had one other assistant um, cycling through Vietnam and uh, they, they don't mince their words. They're very straightforward people. I still, I love them dearly. I'm friends with a lot of them still, but I had to <laughs> rein them in because um, the the, gra- the gap, we, we ended up separating into two groups. I said, you've got the Speedy Gonzales and the Casual Cruisers. Yep. Because, but they were, you know, we had this clash at one point because they were riding past the guide and I said, you can't ride past the guide. You don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going. This is Vietnam. You don't know. What- it could be a buffalo around the corner. You don't know. <laughs> and they're like, but he's not going the pace that I wanted to go. I said, I don't give a damn. That's your challenge then yep. to go at his pace. And I said, I can fix it. I can get a new leader. We can swap out one of the guides, but I can't have you riding off into the distance when your safety is my priority. Uh, so no. And they're like, you know, but, we- but I want to set my path. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right slow then <laughs> i am um, i it's true story it's, it's funny so we, we say walking i after i did the ride in the italian alps um it's very similar to what i do with triathlon i'll tack a relaxation type holiday on it and so after that went to cinque terra is that how i say mm, cinque terra mm, um mm. and i walked from one end or one of the towns to the other, that you know, um, and it's all like it's on a coastal and it's yeah, all yeah. very pretty, but lots of stairs, I understand, yeah. and park yep. like sort of cobbledy paths. 
I couldn't walk the next day. So I'd just ridden, like seriously, I'd ridden up every big mountain you could think of in Italy for over 100K every day. Where I think we climbed 20,000 metres um, over 10 days and I do a walk in one day. I get up the next morning and I seriously thought I was going to break down because <laughs> I couldn't walk. So just goes to show what you used to or not yeah, used to. You have to train is. for a walk as well, something like that. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I've taken, I'm going on the Lara Pinta trek next year with some of our lovely business club colleagues. And yes, it's one of those things that people go, oh, yeah, I'm doing my walking, I'm doing my walks. And it's like, yeah, but you're walking around your neighbourhood on flat ground, on asphalt for 5Ks. Yep. We're talking about seven kilometres of uneven, dry, dusty, rocky terrain that you can never, ever experience because we're talking about the centre of Australia. So I said, mm-hmm. and they're like, you didn't tell us it'd be that hard. I was like, uh, I did. <laughs> and I told her you need to travel to train on uneven ground, rugged terrain, I think I used was the term. <laughs> you were ill-prepared. Oh. Not my, you know, and it, uh, also... The key word here is challenge. You went on a challenge. So was it challenging? Yes. Brief met. <laughs> like you don't sign up for a triathlete and then be like, oh, that was a walk in the park. Well, oh, actually, no. a walk in the park would be hard for you. <laughs> it would. It would. But you don't spend that money to go and not give it your all and, you know, either. But <laughs> Absolutely. And so what does it take to be a champion triathlete? Oh, uh, it, dedication. You have you have to commit to the course. Um and you've got to love it. If you don't love it, it's just it, it's never going to come. Like the the training, the the pounding, the getting up early, the the emotional drain is just as big as the um, physical drain. And you have to have a village around you. So mm-hmm. um, they're the things I've learned. You've really got to have friends that understand that you may be in bed at six o'clock one night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sorry, can't go, or that you're running all weekend and you know can't can't make breakfast because you're still riding at 11 o'clock in the morning or things like that um so you, you to, but you can get in you can get in easy it's like put the dip the toes in the water dip the toes in the water and and see if you like it but for me I've got a little bit of a bugbear with my last race in Nice. I wasn't happy with it. So for, I found the challenge. I think if you can continually challenge yourself, whatever it is in life, but for me in triathlon or anyone to be become better, you've got to take yourself out of your comfort zone and want, want to be better. So, yeah. 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 And is it, does the, the travel and the destinations, does that drive you a bit too? You're like, oh, okay, last one. Oh, wait, new destination. <laughs> I guess oh. I could do a triathlon there. Do you know what? Yeah, it does. Because as I said, I've kind of come into this pattern now where you, you, it does give you the opportunity to say, okay, even if I'm going here, so I raced in Slovakia one year. Mm. <laughs> There's not really a lot to see there. So I had my first trip to, Bar- to Spain before that. So I actually went to Spain for a week to train. Um, so it, it gives you the opportunity to um, add something, add something on for, yeah. for me. Um, will I try? I hope that my girls will go somewhere and I'll just come as a support crew for them. I don't know whether I just necessarily need to, to ride, but I or try do triathlon, but I think that I, I don't think I'll stop traveling with a difference in terms of whether it's cycling mm. tours or you know, something like that. 
Yeah, or walking tours. Maybe well, we'll see. You on there. Trekking up. Maybe we need to put a mountain in, in there, mounting <laughs> trekking or something. Uh, or, or they'll be kayaking or something. Oh, actually, I want to do um, – my friend did the wrap at the Grand Canyon, um, you know, the rafting yep. from the Grand yep. Canyon, like a four-day trip uh, or six days or something. I was like, yes, that would be great. And it's lovely. And it's the only problem, isn't it? You find out about one of these things. You go, oh, okay, I'll do that. And then it's while you're there, you find other people tell you, oh, I'll do, do that. This. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically you've just listened to Emma and Amanda's bucket list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's hear who's done what we want to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, bring on, your, bring on your tips, bring on your tips. Uh, so but do you have any advice for people if they were to get into triathletes? triathlon yeah start being a triathlete they could get into triathletes too but that's a different (laughs) podcast isn't it that's a different podcast (laughs) um oh geez it's getting late um (laughs) it it is you can do teams events do you know that you can do teams events so that's a really good way to to get into it if a lot of people open water swimming can be worrying um but you can do little ones they're fun and honestly if if you're that way inclined to try it out, I would be really surprised if you didn't want, didn't want to do another one if you succeeded because the amazing feeling of finishing three disciplines, even if it is one of these tiny little mini ones. They're like a kilometre, 20 kilometres and like 5Ks and stuff like that. Well, it's that. even less. So yeah. um, they have sprint ones that, um, oh, gee, you've got me thinking now. My coach always gets me to do them and I, I really dislike them because I'm not a sprinter. So I think it's a, you know, a 500-metre swim you know, twenty something k bike ride and a five k run is a sprint sometimes. Yeah. So that's a but you can have what they call fun tries. So most places will have fun tries. It's even half that. So yeah. you know, you're done in twenty minutes while I'm still out on course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have our fun over here while you do the real Ironman yep. work. Yeah, I love it. And and just to clarify, you're an Ironman whether you're a Man, yep. woman, it's Iron Man is the name of the thing. It's a brand. It's a brand. Do I get worried that you call it, like you cross the line, it's Amanda Thompson, you are an Iron Man. And I have no problem with it. And plus I'm absolutely exhausted. So you could call me anything <laughs> in the world and I'm just happy to to cross that line. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a feminist as much as most of us, but it's just a brand. So it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Oh, it's so impressive. Now, it doesn't have to be triathlon related, but do you have a top travel tip for us? Um, oh, do you know what? We, we've talked about it a lot, haven't we, is uh, do it a different way. So wherever you go, mm. I, I'm a real believer of getting out of your comfort zone. So you don't have to go and travel on bike the whole time you're there, but 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 do something else. I went on a cross-trail we got the called cross cross bike or whatever kind of a cycle cross they're called in Girona with my daughter, um, and that was just through the um, terrain of Girona um, with her, and that was awesome. So it wasn't it wasn't road riding. We've been in canoes, you know. It's yeah, just experience something a different way would be my my travel tip, and have travel insurance. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. I had had my dad on the podcast, and like his tip was. The travel insurance, I was like, oh, you're such a dad. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Like, I'm, I'm a mum too. <laughs> no, you gave the other one for her, but I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, it's, but it's important to We also had somebody on the podcast who got bitten by a monkey. So it was like, travel insurance. <laughs> like, seriously, it's, 
it's game changer. But um, you've just re- yeah, reminded me someone recently, they were like, oh, so um, caught up with our mutual friend. He was telling me about that time you did the naked bike ride. And I'm like, no, no, the story is wrong. <laughs> I was in San Francisco doing a, uh, doing a leisurely bike ride as a tourist and we happened to uh, come into contact <laughs> with the naked bike ride protest. And so we rode along with them for a while. I was not naked, but it was the naked oh. pro- bike ride protest thing. So, um, yeah, just know, hanging out doing- with a bunch of naked people in San Fran. It's great. Oh, I'm squirming in my seat because I do triathlons <laughs> and the thought of being on a bike seat naked, seriously, male or female, really? <laughs> just, where does, I, I just know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but yes, riding um, onto the Golden Gate Bridge was pretty, very, very cool experience. So yeah, that's one for the list. Now tell us if people want to know more, they may want to subscribe to Life and Lycra and hear about this triathlete life but also maybe get some financial advice from at the same time how can we contact you yep so with my website's uh, amandathompson.com.au that's an easy one and the best way to giggle along with me on instagram is amanda underscore try underscore mum i love it t-r-i as in not t-r-y trying to be a mum could be both actually (laughs) it's a a pun well done (laughs) well as always it's an absolute pleasure and thank you for sharing that very unique approach to travel with us thank you Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you can find us. All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.